What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Clear Path NBA podcast presented by Vendetta Sports Media. Um, this is your host, Jacob, uh, back, and I'm joined by somebody new this time, a friend of mine uh, out here in the Bay Area, finally a local a local guest. <laughs> it's uh, Dan Dreyer. Welcome. Hey, Jacob. Hey, everyone out there. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about some NBA basketball. Yeah, all the, th- the thousands of listeners, uh, you know, they're really, they're really pumped to hear your, hear your takes. Um, so they're pumped. They're ready to go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it's glad you could join. Um, you're currently, uh, in the city right now. Um, uh, big NBA fan, me and Dan worked together for a while and, uh, just, you know, late, late office afternoons watching some West coast NBA. So, um, you know, good person to turn to, to talk about this, uh, um, this playoff race and a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on injuries and whatnot. So, we'll uh, we'll jump right into it um something that we kind of chatted about before we started that we wanted to hit on uh uh was lebron james <laughs> was can't get it off lebron started out with the goat he's i said he's the second goat second goat you did say that but i mean that's up for debate but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see um yeah anybody i think anybody under the age of 30 thinks he's the goat Anybody over 30 remembers Jordan, remembers what he did. So it's tough for us older guys <laughs> to say LeBron is the GOAT, as great as he is. I mean, second cool. GOAT, that's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that argument. Um, it is funny to me, though, how many people that are my age and even younger, you know, like in their early 20s, like teenage years and whatnot, that actually do would would vote for you know Michael Jordan over LeBron, and it's somebody that they, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but somebody they've never seen play, they've probably only ever seen. I mean, unless they're just like a crazy big time like classic NBA fan, they've probably only ever seen like the highlights of the game winning shots and the dunks and you know the stuff that ESPN recycles every few every few weeks or every time something happens, you know, win streak or whatnot. So it is kind of funny to me how like a lot of people, you know, in the millennial age, like want to just basically play devil's advocate against LeBron and just like by no means give him the credit that he deserves, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is definitely an anti LeBron sentiment Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, people either love him or hate him. Right. Um, But I think a lot of it is, you know, they're, Parents, older brothers, ESPN, just never had a doubt that Michael Jordan was the greatest ever. So you hear that growing up, you hear that that mystique that Jordan carried. Uh, I think it's tough, especially if you're not a big LeBron fan, just because of all his antics. Yeah, you know, you're not going to want to say he's the greatest. And you, you'll just lean on the default, which is Michael Jordan. Um, right. But I remember Jordan, so I remember, and I've told you this before, Jacob. Just when you're when you were watching him in the playoffs, there was never a doubt he was going to get the job done. It was just kind of like how it was all going to play out. That was what you were watching for. As fans, you just knew he was going to get it done. As a Knicks fan, when the Knicks were actually good in the '90s. Um, you knew you didn't have a chance, even though we gave him some tough battles. You just knew that Jordan was going to get the job done, and he did it and with such athleticism and such um, ability and skill that 
Um, LeBron James just there's just doesn't have that that same aura that Jordan had. So I think that's why I uh, mm-hmm. that's why I give the nod to Jordan. Yeah, no, that that all makes sense. I think it's uh, obviously you know it's it's the top two regardless of what we're talking about. You know, that's you know whether or not he's ever considered the greatest still amazing to be considered the second greatest if if the if the guy in front of you is who it is so it's not uh not too crazy i mean i do i do think it's interesting that um i wonder if there's any i mean people like to say well today's nba is different and there's more athletes there's more top-end talent right now in this kind of like five to ten year window that we've had where there just seems like you're having a new like top five player every year added to that bunch um but i think we can kind of get recency bias too in that. And, you know, that's something that I would probably use as ammo to say LeBron's the best. But at the same time, I still didn't watch the NBA night in and night out back in the day or back in Jordan's day. And so it's really hard to tell. You know, there were still athletes back then. There was still skill back then. It was a different game. But at the same time, he was that much better than everybody at that period. So it's not like he wouldn't be considered the best if he played now. So it'd still be him and LeBron going neck to neck. It would have been fun to see those guys go against each other though. Much, I would much rather see LeBron and Jordan than LeBron and like Durant. Like been, it would have been, that'd be so good. I do do love the LeBron Durant matchup, especially because they play the same position. Jordan was a different position. And and I do think there is something to be said for that. Because if you look at LeBron as a player, if you're just watching the player and then you watch Jordan as a player, and take it, you know, take away the context. You might say LeBron is just a better basketball player, right? He's got more size, uh, more strength, uh, can do more, has more a more diverse skill set. He might Jordan is probably a better defender, but he might just be a better basketball player. But I think if you're just talking about who's the greatest NBA player of all time, mm-hmm. I'd go with Jordan and. I don't know. I like that Kevin Durant LeBron rivalry. I think it's great. I mean, I'd love to see. Obviously, I'd love to see Jordan versus LeBron, but I think we got a really special matchup between those two. Same position, um, cl- very close in age, mm-hmm. and both playing for championships every year. So it's an exciting time to be an NBA fan. It is. It is weird how close they are in age. They're only like three or four years apart. You kind of forget that. You feel. You feel like we've been watching LeBron for like 25 years or something. I feel like I've been watching him my whole life. Um, and Durant, what I think Durant's almost 30. So they're about three and a half years difference there, four years difference. So um, that is kind of um, kind of odd. But yeah, I mean, that, to, to kind of elaborate, you know, we won't take up all your time talking LeBron Jordan, even though we could. Um, you know, the reason we're talking about LeBron is kind of what's been happening lately. And, you know, the run that Cleveland's been on, you know, they've had a, such an up and down season uh, such a, you know, filled with turmoil, filled with coaching questions. You know, Ty Lue is out right now with an illness, personal reasons. And then you had the trades that happened at the deadline that we've gone over. A bunch, a bunch of different uh, kind of just a lot of noise there. And, you know, they've been losing to good teams, beating beating up on bad teams and, and, and whatnot. But they've won five in a row. They're, uh, I think, one game, full game ahead, or maybe a half game ahead of Philadelphia. I think it's full game, full game ahead of Philadelphia. They've got the playoff spot lined up. Uh, I think it is important that you don't lose that three seed 
just because you don't want to have to play, um, you know, Toronto in the second round. If you're Cleveland, you'd want to play the winner of that Boston series. But, um, but yeah, they've been, let's see if they can do it. I mean, they've, they've gone on these short spurt runs throughout the season to where they win five, six, you know, up into their longest streak in a row. They have a pretty, like, it's not a, the schedule is not too, too hard going forward. You've got, you got Toronto and uh, the Sixers and the Wizards left, but after other than that, there's not really much. I mean, I guess the Pelicans, but um, what do you think? I mean, do you think they kind of su- secure that three seed, or do you think you, you think Philly can catch them? I think I think they got the three seed. Um, looking at their schedule, there's not much in front of them right now. Yeah, I guess New Orleans would be their their toughest matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think LeBron right now, he's got a, almost a full squad. We'll have Kyle Korver coming back. He's motivated. He knew he, he took off mentally, took off part of the season. He knows he needs to get the team ready to go for the playoffs. So they're going to be going for all these games until they lock up the three seed. Um, so maybe they'll like the last game or two, they'll, they'll rest some players. But um, I think they're going to be going going out to win the rest of their games. And uh, let me look at Philadelphia's schedule. They got a light. Uh, Cleveland has a light schedule. They do. New Orleans is their toughest game. So um, it's set up for them to get the three seed. Wow. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies is even easier. I just pulled it up. <laughs> the Cavs is the Cavs yeah. are the only, well, they play the bucks, but the Cavs and the bucks, are the only two playoff teams they have left. Um, they are playing each other. Yeah, again. yeah. So that will be. I didn't see that. That'll be a prime time. That's a Friday night. That'll be a Friday. That'll be an ESPN game. That'll be a good one. Um, yeah. So it, it probably will come down to that game. I would imagine, because um, it doesn't look like. I like Philadelphia. Um, they're they're playing well. I like the team. I think, um, you know, three seed, four seed. I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I think. They'll definitely win the first round. And then I'd like, I think if they end up playing Toronto in the second round, it's going to be a hell of a series because I think Philadelphia is more talented, but Toronto's deeper and has more experience. And I think Philadelphia is going to be so jacked up um, that they'll give them a tough series. I think Toronto will, will definitely win in the end, but. That'll be a fun series. You're right. You're right. I mean, I, I agree. I think Cleveland's going to hold on. LeBron's going to put it in a different gear. He knows the position. In the past, they've lost seating at the end, but he knows that this is not one to two. This is three to four, which is a lot different than you know the normal scenario that he's been in with the Cavs and the Heat, where they've finished second or you know or whatever. So, I think they'll hold on to that. Uh, the Philly, though, I think they'll. You, you, you mentioned it. You know, they'll have to play Indiana probably in the first round, which won't be easy. I think that'll probably be a six-game series. Um, but if they can get by Toronto in the second round, this is worst-case scenario for Toronto. Like <laughs> you have maybe your best top-to-bottom team that you've had in this whole, you know, DeRozan Lowry kind of span here in the past five years. You know, you you don't even have to rely on those two guys night in and night out. You've got a good bench, solid role players. You know, your big guys are playing better. You're, you're super deep. But then you're going to go into the playoffs. You're going to shorten your rotations. They've already had a history of playoff, you know, uh, failures and playoff shortcomings. So that's going to be in the back of the mind, especially because even though they don't have to rely on DeRozan and Lowry 100% night in and night out right now, they will in the playoffs. Like they're not winning 
a series unless those guys are playing like all stars. So you can't have either of those guys have a bad series and expect to be able to make it through after the first round. So that'll be that'll be interesting, man. That's going to be a fun if that if that stays like that, which it probably will. That's going to be I don't know who I would take there. <laughs> you you would you actually think it's uh it's a toss up between Philly and, and Toronto? It's a toss up to me because I really like Philly. Um, and they do have Fultz back now, uh, which, you know, if you saw him play last night, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I just think it's I an interesting, think I think it's an interesting wrinkle to be able to bring somebody like that off the bench or however they choose to use him. I just think you, know, you have a, you have a, the, the type of talent, the talented, a guy that's talented enough to be the number one overall pick in a pretty good draft last year. And if you get, if you, if he comes back and, and is fresh and, and shows you anything, that's just a wrinkle that people don't have film on. So it could just cause some problems in a playoff series is all, is all I'm thinking. Um, but with Toronto is a better team, but I, just, I don't know. Does experience matter when you, I just that, when that, when you have the history that they have, does this experience that you have over Philly matter that Absolutely. much? I think it does. It's not going to matter when you play a more experienced team, when you play the Cavs, but I think it absolutely matters. I think people, the regular season is so long and there's so many ebbs and flows to the regular season that people forget what a difference the playoffs are uh, in terms of just the intensity, the style of play, just the whole mental aspect of the game is so much different in the playoffs. And I, I do the same thing. I forget that throughout the regular season. So I think a team like Philly um, you know, reminds me a lot of people make these comparisons to uh, Oklahoma City back, you know, five, seven years ago. Yeah. You can have, you can take that next step. You can develop quickly by giving a tough series in the playoffs. But I, I really do think that the experience to actually close out a series is, is something that takes time, takes a couple of years. And Toronto has closed out series mm-hmm. before you know they've closed out tough series against solid teams like washington and played in the eastern conference finals and played a tough eastern conference finals against cleveland a couple of years ago so i think i do think it makes a difference um but same time i think it'll be a great right, series. right it, it, it will be entertaining in the least i think it's probably like a six or seven gamer which kind of goes on to my next point of uh what that means for a team, you know, we don't want to get too deep into like the bracket of the playoffs, but um, something else that's been uh, kind of a story through the Eastern conference is Boston and how their injuries have really just riddled them, like killed them this year. Um, You obviously had uh, Gordon Hayward out from the beginning of the season on Uh, they've looked great, been right there at that number one seed for pretty much the entire season. Kyrie is now out until the playoffs. Uh, you don't know if he's going to be 100% by the first round or if they're going to be without him for the first round, kind of like Steph Curry. And also you have Jalen Brown that's been that, that's missed time and just kind of a couple of their role players that haven't been healthy as well. So now you're really seeing a lot of 19, 20-year-old guys out there getting lots and lots of minutes. Guys that while you know they are a deep team they're similar to Toronto where they go you know 10 or 12 deep to where they can rely on those that many players going into the playoffs if you're having to rely on those guys to do much more than b-roll players 
like spot start and things like that, I think that's when you're going to get into some issues. So do you foresee, let, let's say if it, if it, if it, goes right the way it is right now to where Boston plays Milwaukee in the first round, or even if they play Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, uh, I mean, excuse me, Washington, Milwaukee, Miami, any of those three teams, do you think there's any scenario where they don't get out of the first round? Absolutely. If Kyrie Irving isn't playing, I think they'll have a real tough time getting out of the first round. I think, you know, and, and talking about, the difference between the playoffs and the regular season. I think a team that can lose a player like Kyrie Irving or a guy like, you know, off the bench like Jalen Brown and still win games as the Celtics have all year or even lose Gordon Hayward at the beginning and still go on a, you know, 15 game winning streak, whatever it was, speaks to the coaching of Brad Stevens. You see, I think he's a great coach. You see like a guy like Greg Popovich do the same thing, have great regular seasons. Um, but get bumped out in the first round because they just don't have the firepower. Uh, so I could absolutely see them. If Kyrie Irving is not playing, I could see them getting knocked out by any one of those teams. Probably not the Heat. I'm not high on the Heat. Um, but Washington or Milwaukee, I could see them knocking off Boston without a Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving's there and he's healthy, you know, I, I'm – I'm a big Kyrie, I wouldn't say fan, but I'm a big believer in his talent. <laughs> so I think he'll, you know, he's a game changer. Yeah. So it all depends on his health. Yeah, no, I, I see what, in my opinion, I, if if uh, if Kyrie's out for that first round, I, I think they're done. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're going to lose. I mean, Miami would be the team that I would kind of be a little like maybe they could beat them. But also when you get with Miami, you get maybe the second or third best coach in the Eastern conference. If not, you know, this, you know, right up there with Brad Stevens as far as coaching goes. So with Spolstra and being back in the playoffs, finally with a, a team that, you know, they don't really have the stars that, that a Boston might, but I think without, if you get, if you get them in a series without Kyrie Irving, then all of a sudden, you don't really have to worry much about the the star power, and depending on how you know Hassan Whiteside and Dragic can play, you know they, maybe they provide some problems there. You know, Boston struggles rebounding; that's their biggest issue. It's you know it's been their issue. Horford's not not the rebounder that you want out of that type of. And he does a lot of other things. Not not any slight towards him, but he doesn't necessarily provide you that rebounding edge and. Depending on how the rotations go with with Bam out of Bio and and Whiteside and you know they have you know Olinick who can stretch the floor, that's a, it's an interesting matchup. I'll, they're going to be not an easy. They're definitely not going to be an easy out in the playoffs. They're too good. They're too well coached. Even though they've struggled recently, I think they're going to be they're going to be a tough one. But yeah, definitely Milwaukee or Washington. I would take them over a Kyrie less Boston. Um, but this yeah. Oh, now that now that hearing you talk about <laughs> like that, I think you're right. I think I think with they are they might be done if, in the first round without Kyrie. Just looking at their team, that they're not only it's only because of their coaching and like their effort level in the regular season that they're able to win games. But that is not no. a playoff a winning playoff team. You can't Kyrie expect or- like Shane Larkin and, you know, guys like that to come in. And while they like, I heard this mentioned the other day on a podcast, 
Like, you know, those guys, while, you know, because we see teams like this all the time with a short hand roster with a bunch of role players playing up, a coach can, a good coach, like even like Greg Popovich can come in and, and really work something together and they can win a bunch of games. They can beat a bunch of teams that are better than them, but in the playoffs, it all kind of comes to a different playing field. And I don't, you just can't rely on guys like that. Your your rotation is going to be shorter and you're going to be relying on guys that have never really shown it. Um, it's interesting though because I this this was also brought up. This is they, they were talking about Boston and how they've been talked about in the media over the past couple of years, and how Danny Ainge has been viewed as this like puppet master, and you know he has all these assets, and they've made these trades, they've gotten Kyrie, you know probably they they won that trade based on what Cleveland was able to do with those pieces. Then you have uh, Gordon Hayward who comes in free agency. Then you still have assets to move and get another star. All this, all this mumbo, all this, you know, noise about, you know, what they're going to do. They're going to destroy the NBA with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being able to be not even your third or fourth even options. So all that said, they lose Gordon Hayward for this year. They they already lost in the conference finals last year. They already, um, no, sorry about that. They already, um, they already sorry my, my FaceTime was going off, but they've already lost in the postseason last year. They in kind of bad fashion to the Cavs. They didn't, weren't really much of a a threat to them. They kind of got blown out most of the games. Could have lost in the first round to Boston. Um, it's a week. It was a week Eastern Eastern Conference last year, and and all this stuff going forward, depending on what happens next year. You know, what if Gordon Hayward struggles? Could we see Boston take a turn for the worst to where they don't? You know they're not going to be anointed the best team moving forward in the East, like everybody has been, you know, penciling them in the past uh, several months or past, I guess, like eighteen months. Because I, I kind of get annoyed by all the talk of the assets and the 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 millions and millions of Boston fans that just pop up every day now. So I don't know. I I think there's a chance that you know, depending on where LeBron goes this offseason, if he stays in Cleveland and reloads or whatever happens, I think there's a chance that you know. M- Maybe Danny Ainge missed his window this year and last year. You know, maybe this year was the year. Maybe he should have made a move at the deadline. I don't know. Yeah, you could be right. I mean, a couple of things there. One is you have the assets, you have the the cap space, but it doesn't mean anything in, until you actually land a star right. player. And so, I mean, that you can't look at the cap space or uh, look at trade assets and say, that's a reason to pencil a team in as a, as a, you know, top team in the conference. And I also think, I also think Gordon Hayward, we he peaked, even if he didn't get hurt, I think we saw his peak. I mean, yeah, the guy was an, is an overachiever. He's 28, 29 years old. I think we saw his peak even without the injury. And uh, we saw Paul George come back 100% from this injury. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't affect his future. But I don't think he's getting any better than he was last year. And I don't think he's a transformative player anyway, even at that peak. So, um, I don't know. I don't think you can pencil them in as you know the the best team we'll see what they do with those pieces i i like tatum a lot um i don't i think jalen brown um 
can be an all-star. I don't think he's transformative. I think Jason Tatum, to me, he's the the X factor as far as what their future is going to look like. Because I think he does have superstar potential. Uh, so we'll see. But no, I never thought, I never thought that they were penciled in as you know the next the next team after Cleveland to dominate the East. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, they got a great coach, so that's always they'll have that longevity, right? They'll have that stability and be able to be a good team for years, regardless of what kind of talent they have. And then if they put it all together for a couple mm-hmm. of years with some good talent, they'll make a run at a championship. But no, I wouldn't pencil no. them in by and any I don't want to go into it at this moment, but kind of like a cliffhanger little topic here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Gordon Hayward's name in some trade discussions in the off season, um, which would be a very, uh, kind of cold shoulder thing to do if you're Boston. But we've seen Danny Ainge. I mean, it wouldn't really bother me, but from a perspective of an individual like Gordon and moving his family and everything there, it would be perceived that way. But just just saying that, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some some trades that he's rumored in as far as maybe getting a star that's that's obviously better than him. So, um, you know, there's a couple of guys in the Western Conference that you don't know if they're going to be on their team's for the next couple of years. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Greg Popovich would like to use Gordon Hayward. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, that'd be, that'd be interesting. So, um, all right. Well, uh, you know, that's kind of the little picture of the Eastern conference right there. You know, we, we kind of think a lot of those teams are, you know, we, we uh, kind of, kind of set in stone there. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on golden state. In the Western Conference, because you know, obviously, you've seen over the past couple of weeks the injuries that have gone on with with the Warriors, and how Steph has already basically been ruled out till the uh, second round of the playoffs. Um, Draymond Green now has a laundry list of uh, ailments that have been causing him to miss time. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant has has had some tweaks too. Um, I think he's probably the healthiest of the three, and then also Clay Thompson has a thumb issue. Um, I, th- I think Durant and the Durant and uh, Thompson injuries are. I think they're just holding those guys out because of the situation and because they've basically already secured that number two seed. Or they I mean they definitely have already secured it. But um, do you think there's much to worry? Like, what do you think? What's your kind of outlook as far as this team going forward? Like, c- no Curry in the first round. Is Dray? You know, Draymond might be a hundred percent. Might not be. What do you kind of what's your like view of them moving forward? Like, are they still that tier that they were before, or do they need to be? Do they need to be on the lookout for a team upsetting them? Like, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's some concerns. Um, m- most, most notably, the uh, Steph Curry injury. Uh, I think you're right. I think the other injuries are more resting, or at least just getting to a hundred percent before coming back. Um, but the Steph Curry injury is huge. But then I look at it from another perspective, which is without Steph Curry, they should still be a top-tier team. Um, you know, if you just look at a, at a matchup with a Houston or even an Oklahoma City, they still match up very well. Um, so, but... 
the bottom line is they need Steph Curry to get past a team like Houston. And um, I think there is big concern. I think he will come back and play. But if you look back, it's very similar injury, actually a little bit worse than what happened mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And he came back and um, they barely made it to the finals, but they made it. And then they lost to Cleveland in the finals. I think this year that you could see the same thing happen, except they will barely lose in the Western conference finals because they're playing a better Houston team. So there's definitely concern. Um, I'm kind of torn on it because I just, I think they're so good and I think they're better when healthy. I think they're, way better than Houston. I think that like, I'll go back to my whole regular season versus playoff thing. I think the Houston's a bit of a regular season mirage as far as how great they are. Just my opinion. So I think a healthy warriors is much better than Houston and would, you know, 99 times out of a hundred beat them in a seven game series without Steph Curry. I think they still match up pretty well against Houston. So I'm, I'm not as I'm because if you just look at it from, they have a huge advantage at point guard with Chris Paul. They have an advantage at the two guard with Harden over Clay Thompson. But if anybody can guard Harden, it's Clay Thompson. And then they have the Warriors have a huge advantage at the three spot with KD, a big advantage or an advantage at the four spot with with uh, Draymond. And then the Rockets will have an advantage at, at mm-hmm. five. So they still match up fairly well without Steph. So yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I do uh, – With I, I, Chris Paul has been a player that has caused Steph a little bit of uh, trouble in the past. Though, of course, that was kind of just an outliers. I mean, they obviously won those series. It was just more of a personal thing. Um. It, I think that you're going to see – I don't know if this is if there's much to worry about there, but if you don't have a healthy Draymond as well in that series, I think that's when you could see those uh, – just, I don't know, that rim protection that if you give James Harden and Chris Paul, if, if they don't have, you know, one of the best rim protectors in the league at 100%, uh, you know, dropping back, uh, you know, on pick and rolls and whatnot with them. I think that's when you could see them probably, you know, flip that series to where they definitely have the advantage. I think you're right. Even with a, an alien Curry, I think they're still uh, probably who you would want to pick if you were picking in a seven-game series with Houston. But, you know, Draymond, I think, is a big difference maker uh, just with his rim protection against Houston and how much they drive and kick and kind of like, that's their offense. It's the three-point line and it's the rim. So that's basically what they do. And if, if you're best, basically your only rim protector, because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say JaVale McGee and Pachulia are going to provide anywhere close to what Draymond does. So, um, so yeah, I think that, that you could see a problem there if Draymond's the one that's not healthy. So, I think, so. I think, I think those guys are healthy, though. I think it all comes down to Steph. And I think it comes down to – how healthy he can get mm-hmm. by the Western Conference Finals. And I think 
that they wait. I think that even with just like a 80% staff, they should be able to beat the Rockets. I mean, I, I want to drink the Rockets Kool-Aid because they are great to watch. And, you know, they have like, they're having a historic season. And I get that, like, off- offensively, I just, I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I mean, I wish, I almost wish, even though I'd rather, I'd want the Rockets to beat the yeah, Warriors. Definitely. As a fan, but I almost wish that they were 100%. I wish the Warriors were 100% just to show, like, how great. Like, I, I don't see a seven-game series no. with a healthy Warriors. I think they're that much better than the Rockets. Um, so maybe the, maybe the injuries think make will. things in- interesting. Because with the – yeah, I mean, with if Steph's not in the game, if not in the series, say he hurts it again and he's out, then I think we'll have a six, seven-game series with the edge going to the Rockets. If Steph is playing and he's 80%, um, 70, 80%, then I think we have a six, seven game series with the edge going to the Warriors. If Steph's healthy, if the whole team is healthy, I don't yeah. think it's close. I, I mean, I see what you're saying there. Um, this is kind of just a personal thing with me, and I, I may have talked to you about it before. I know I've said it to multiple people and probably on this podcast. I've From the moment I saw the, the team that from the start of the season, I think this Warriors team is different. They still have – for all-stars like they still have two of the best players in the league two top 10 players in the league um and then you can do with thompson and green however you want to place them they're all pros but top to bottom that bench and those role players are not to me they're not where they used to be they iguodala has dropped off um you know for replacing people with like nick young and kevon luna looney and, you know, running JaVale McGee out there. I haven't liked it all season. Uh, they've obviously had a worse season than they have in the past few years. And you've seen that it, they've, they've lost games that they didn't in the past. Like they've always, you know, they've always dropped a few games here and there. But I just think there's something there. And I think there's something there in the playoffs when, especially now when there's injury troubles. But even when there wasn't, I think there was a little bit of – to me, there was a little bit of question there as far as them versus the Rockets versus whoever, you know, the Cavs or whomever. So it's something to watch. Uh, I, I think that's. You know, I don't know. I, I just think about it, though. I mean, who do you remember from their bench that actually contribute besides Iguodala? And I'll give you that he has dropped off. But who else? And Sean Livingston, those two guys contributed off the bench. Can you name another player yeah, that I, made a significant contribution? I really in think their other in the two past title runs seasons that Barbosa was a player that played well for them and provided them uh, bench kind of energy. He hit some big shots. He did uh, Patrick McCall shot. played better last year some- than he did this year. Um, and then you get back to, I guess, it's, it, you're kind of splitting hairs there. It's just for – it's not even necessarily maybe even the talent of the bench, but the cohesiveness and the kind of the, you know, ha- those those personalities well, maybe even. I just feel like – I mean, we had, um, you know, Nick Young the other night. You know, maybe he was probably saying this tongue-in-cheek or whatever, but, you know, he, they were asking him about the Steph injury and he said – you know he better he better get better because I came here to pop champagne. I came here to get a ring, 
And while that's funny, I love Nick <laughs> Young. Like I'm a huge Nick Young fan. I think he's a great personality, whatever. Like you, maybe you have, maybe you have guys that are, I don't know. Ring chasing is something that has always happened on these big championship teams. It's happened with LeBron ever since he became that type of player. It's happened with the Warriors. It's happened with um, uh, the Rockets and whatnot, you know, signing uh, buyout guys and whatnot. It's happened before. But when it becomes not as easy as they thought it was going to be or not as maybe they're having to play a little bit more than they thought, I don't know, maybe more more is asked of them than they thought was going to happen when they came there. You know, it may be that – Maybe it can cause a problem. I, that's I'm just saying it's planting seeds. I've I've been on this thing all season where I just feel like they're I don't know I feel like they're going to struggle a lot more than they did in the past two seasons in the playoffs. So. I don't. I still don't. Um, the only only injuries can slow them down. And I'll come from fine. If you, I'll give you yeah, the bench thing, I'll, I'll take as, this yeah. angle there. Go ahead, Kevin Durant. Ke- Kevin Durant, he's he's hungry. The guy wants to be the best player in the NBA. He wants to be one of the greatest of all time. I used to I say this about LeBron. There's regular season LeBron, there's playoff LeBron, and then there's finals LeBron. And I think Kevin Durant last year showed that he has another level that he can reach, that he reached in the finals. So I think we're underestimating his ability to carry a team. And I think you know, we'll see that come playoff time. We'll see it early on in the rounds, and then we'll see it'll be a Western Conference Finals KD because I think that'll be their biggest tough, their their biggest test. So I just um, I don't think the bench matters that much is what I'm saying. I think Kevin Durant and I, uh, Kevin Durant's offense and his defense for that matter, but and and Draymond and Clay's defense. I think that's what. It makes them not very vulnerable, not as vulnerable mm-hmm. as many people seem to think. No, those they are, are in my those mind. Those are great so. points. It's uh, we'll see. Like you said, it's he. Ha- he's a different player in the playoffs as well. Um, you know, is he the? Is he going to come in and in Steph's absence, really, really shine? So we'll see what happens. Um, there's, I don't really worry about them in the first or second round. Uh, you know. If something happened and you had – this is like an outlier possibility and San Antonio dropped into that seven spot and something happened and Kawhi decided to come back and play, I think that makes it interesting just because of how they played – how they were playing in that game last year before he got hurt and how they've played them in the past. That would make the first round interesting. Other than that, I don't see you know Utah or Minnesota or any of those teams giving them a problem. Um, Then in the second round, uh, with the way it is now, Portland – Portland has beaten them a couple of times this season and has played well against them. That would be a fun series. Still don't think there's much problem until you get to Houston. So, and, and hopefully Houston makes it there. You know, I mean, they're otherworldly right now, but they've also, similar to the Raptors, had problems in the playoffs, James Harden specifically. So, it, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to be like the NCAA tournament this year and just be completely upside down by the time we, uh, by the time we get there. But I, huh? You're right. It's the same. I doubt it. I think think we'll see. I mean, we'll see Houston and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. We'll see Toronto and Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then it'll be Cleveland and Golden State in the Finals. I mean, that's what most people thought. Um, 
before the regular season, but I want to ask your opinion. And, and by the way, I'm just, I'm say that tongue in cheek. Um, obviously that's not set in stone. It's going to be a great playoff. I really, I really think there, this is going to be a better playoffs than we've had the last couple of years. Um, there's not going to be as many sweeps. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, but I want to get your opinion no. on, I know you're supposed to be asking my opinion, but um, I don't hear anybody. I don't hear anybody ever talk about OKC. I I'm, I love watching OKC, despite that they play terrible that's, team basketball. It's a big, it's a big factor. Um, <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> but I just like the players. I like the players, and I yeah. think they can give somebody trouble. No, I definitely do. Me and you, I mean, we what do you saw think? them play. We saw them come in and beat Golden State. You know, in person here in 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 Oracle, so they definitely can do it. But like you said, their issue all season has been playing team basketball. They've been in one possession games and overtime games with people like the Nets and the Clippers and the you know all these different teams, the the Grizzlies and things like that. To where you know, yeah, the Celtics won. Yeah, one point blew against the Celtics. I, I, they they definitely can do it. Their team is built to have success in the playoffs. I will say that. And Carmelo Anthony has played probably worse than he ever has in his entire career, which he's still a Hall of Fame player. And you know, to me, that's not up for debate. But I, he could he could come back to form in the playoffs. You know, you, you don't know. They still have two uh, legitimate All Stars in Westbrook. You know, two All NBA players, George and Westbrook. They've, you know, solidified their bench a little bit. Um, <laughs> Adams is so good. I think Adams get, is a beast. I think he's the, I, I think well, he's the best center in, in the NBA. But you're right. The way, the way centers play now, it's hard to it's hard to say otherwise. You know, it's it's really hard to say. And you know, because I think he could do more offensively if he was asked to. You know, a little bit more, but uh, he's not really asked to. So. Um, no, and but he but he he can roll to the basket and he can finish. I mean, he, the guy can throw it down. Like I've seen him uh, catch rolls to the basket where you think he might get fouled or he might get a, a layup, and he just dunks it. And you're just like, wow. And then now he's developed a little a little uh, short baby hook where he stops in the paint and he drains that little baby hook consistently. So I'm a, I'm a big Adams fan. Is I'm it, a big OKC fan. Um, is it weird? I, is it, I can't no, wait no, to see how they do I, in the I, playoffs. I'm still not. I'm, I'm not saying that Houston be, is necessarily better than Golden State. Excuse me. Is Houston's better than Golden State by saying this? But is it weird for me that I think Oklahoma City m- matches up better, or it has a better chance in a series versus Golden State than they do with Houston? Do I have? Am I crazy thinking that? I, I know. Maybe it's because I've seen it in person, um, but <laughs> maybe that's why. Yeah, I, t- I was just thinking. I think it's because. But they played well the against them all season. I think they beat them Oracle. twice at least. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they do. They do seem to match up. Yeah. Well, again, because um, Adams gives them major Golden issues. State. Adams gives them yeah, really, a really bad, a really bad time of it. Every yeah. time they play, and you know they don't. If you know, depending on who guards Russell Westbrook, you're leaving Paul George out there. 
I mean, I guess with Durant, you know, that's kind of mute, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I, to me, that's just a kind of a feeling I get. Yeah. Well, you go back to the matchup thing. I mean, Westbrook and Curry, you might say that that's a wash just because they, they, uh, Westbrook's strengths, yeah. you know, go against Curry's and, weakness, which is, you know, yeah. On ball defense. And, and, and they would He's probably be playing Golden State in a second round series if they played them. And that would be right after Curry's coming back from his injury. So that could even be more of a, um, you know, a target right there. Right now, the way it's set, you know, they would be playing. I don't, I mean, they're only a half game ahead of New Orleans and Oklahoma City can definitely lose games. It's just, it would be crazy for me to see New Orleans get the four seed, but power to them. Great season by them. So I, I would like, if, 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 I would like to see that second round series or even that first round series. If something happens and they drop all the way down to seven, which is not out of the question. Um, I would love to see that first round series with Oklahoma city no. without Curry. That now that gets interesting. That gets fun. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you look at, you look at the matchup. It, I mean, it really depends on, you know, I think you can say clay and Paul, if you say, Steph Curry's a wash with Westbrook. I think you could say Clay and Paul George are a wash. You might even give the edge to Paul George. Uh, obviously, a huge advantage at the three spot. I think that would be the difference in the series. But then four, <laughs> Melo and Draymond, complete opposite players. But you have the whole like Westbrook uh, Durant kind of like thing, for, you know, for a straight five, series. You know, what is is does Russell? Does Westbrook get in Durant's head at all? I you know he would pull theory. out all the stops there. <laughs> like you know that's happening. And, and Durant has already proved he's he's a technical machine this I, this season. He's been thrown out of games left and right, similar to how Draymond had a season or two ago. You know, it seems to me that Kevin Durant is on this like fu streak or fu kick with the with the league and the fans saying like you know you you said I was a you know, I was a less of a player for coming to this team and all this stuff. And he's trying to act like he's tough. Put him, put him in a series with like an alpha dog like Russell, who's obviously they have a history. I don't know, man. That that's the series I want to see. I don't care first or second round. I want OKC, Golden State. That'll just be so. I much think fun. it's a great series. I want it in the second round. Second round. That'll be a yeah. great second round series. I think it deserves to be a, a second round series. Um, what do you think about Houston's? Well, it could be Oklahoma City, but round. it looks to Who be. Do you see them going up against? It's so hard to see. I I don't think they struggle. To be honest, I, I really don't. Um, I think they're the type of team that is kind of like I don't. You can't say they're a finals team above Golden State yet, but I don't think they're going to struggle with anybody but Golden State. Um, maybe. No, I don't. You I really don't, don't. I mean, like, that would be uh, interesting with a healthy Jimmy Butler. That's a f- that's an interesting matchup. I just think that they're going to run. They're going to run those guys to death. There, there's no back to backs, but I still think we're seeing the fatigue right now. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Minnesota would. I mean, that might be the first round matchup. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well. I think what I think what we can see here is going to be, I think it'll be a better playoffs than last couple of years for sure. Some good matchups in the West in all the rounds. 
Um, yeah, I think the whole Curry being out of the first too, round is really going to make it uh, more captivating. Of course, I had a friend who, you know, and certain people for NBA fans, this is how we feel. People that are casual that kind of just watch their own personal team plus uh, big games, you know, ESPN games, stuff like that. You know, losing star power isn't good because they're not going to tune in on a nightly basis in that in that case. You know, if it's you know, if Golden State starts losing to OKC, they're going to be pissed off or they're going to be like, ah, well, I didn't I wanted to see Golden State, stuff like that. So I think we do have to think you know, it'll be a competitive playoff, more competitive playoffs. But will it gain the viewership? You know, so it will nationally, will it be as big? You know, will it be a big deal? So but, you know, it like we said, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of stuff going. Yeah, and I, Steph Curry's coming back, right? I mean, the first round doesn't get a whole a ton of attention anyway. So as long as he's playing in the in the conference finals, I think there'll be a ton of attention for a Houston Golden State series. A lot of star power there, and then even if we have like a second round matchup with uh, with Golden State and OKC, I think that'll get a ton of attention. With the whole Westbrook Durant thing, um, yeah, I think I think the, the, this playoffs well, will get a lot of attention. I don't yeah, think me the and ratings you are, are watching either hurting. way. Me and you are watching That's either me. way. I, I'll I'm definitely uh, way, try to get you, you back here uh, for some commentary uh, before the playoffs <laughs> in the next week or two um, to to get your take. Yeah, awesome. Well, other than that, I think that's all that we need oh, to talk about. To. We're good to go. Appreciate it, Dan. Yeah, man. Yep. Thanks, guys. All we'll right, be Jacob, back um, later uh, later this it, week or early next week over the weekend uh, with a, with an e- another episode. But uh, in the meantime, you know, like, subscribe, look us, look at us on Twitter, media underscore vendetta. I'm Jacob McCormick underscore on Twitter. So check us out. Uh, check us out on Anchor as well. Uh, the links are on the website. So, um, but anyway, thanks again, Dan, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.